0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the E-Mammoth Pod. This is the show where we talk about pop culture and video games, all while navigating the world of esports. Uh, again, my name is Mike and I'm joined with Rich. Rich, how you it's doing? Me. I'm doing great. How are and, you? Oh man, I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, so,
1: hey, how, how was your week, man? How have you been? Uh, my week's been solid. Um, this is my second day off in a row. Doesn't happen often. I'm excited about that. I do have, <clears throat> overall, I'm a disclaimer. I love my PS5. I do have a complaint about it.
0: Oh boy, let's hear it.
1: Um, so playing online only when connected to Wi-Fi, and I'm gonna skip all the middle stuff. Even when my PS5 is right next to my router with full signal has over 300 download speed and like 40 some upload speed. It still skips when I play online. I honestly Mm. think something's wrong with the Wi-Fi card when I directly plug it into the router, no issues. So I simply took it to Best Buy, Um, originally explained it. The guy told me to test it some more and like come back and and stuff. I was like, what the heck? So yesterday I brought it with the box. He's like, yeah, we're going to have to test it, whatever brought it up and then the lady scanned it. I was like, okay, we'll fill out the form. We don't have to test it. I was like, what's, what's all this, all this? Anyways, anyways, that's, has nothing to do with the PlayStation. The cool thing about Best Buy is since I was within the return window and PS5s are really hard to come by right now, the guy said PS, or Sony has a, like a reserve stock for defective units. So they fill out a form. I get to keep my PS5 and use it until theirs comes in the best buy they're gonna call me i'm gonna swap it out wow
0: that's pretty good
1: i'm glad it happened within the return window because i know through sony must be a pain and i probably would have to send my playstation out first and all that stuff
0: so did you take a look and see if other users are having that same kind of problem
1: other i've only played with two other playstation people they both use their PlayStation on wi-fi when I play with them and they don't have a skipping issue. Okay. Um, Interesting. But that's, that's, I mean, for my current home network, we have two compute, two computer games, two gaming computers. Uh, we have a lot of devices that connect and game and none of those have any type of issue.
0: Um hmm.
1: the only thing that's different is this new addition to the network. So anyways, uh, it's not gonna cost me anything to replace it, and I still get to keep mine until then, so I'm satisfied with that.
0: No, that's really good, man. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: How was your week? My week. That was kind of a a little bit of a good and bad for mine. How was yours?
0: Yeah, not not too bad. Um, I finally got around to finishing the Queen's Gambit. Ooh, yes. And yes, that was a great show. That was really, really good, really well done. Mm-hmm. I love the way, like just the 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 filming of it, like the, the different shots, um and the artistic style in and just um recreating the uh environment of, of, of these different places where she was out playing chess, things like that. I mean the story was great. I thought the um the characters were amazing and um I I don't want to spoil it for anybody out there that hasn't seen it, but I, I highly recommend it.
1: I enjoyed the end. Did you enjoy the end? Yeah, I thought the end was great. I thought it was really cool. There's a lot of series that I get really into and I just don't like including anime, actually, especially anime where I don't like how it ends Mm -hmm. or not that I hate how it ends, but it's just kind of underwhelming. And the way this ended, I thought was actually satisfying. And I, I, uh, I wish I knew more about chess. I don't even know how to completely play it. Um, but I think I would have just loved it that much more.
0: Yeah, you know, that was something that I thought um, I was really curious about because sometimes when we watch movies, at least for me, like if I watch a a baseball movie and I find things that are kind of inaccurate or just kind of unrealistic, you'll you'll notice it. And I heard it actually a lot from, I don't know if you saw that movie, Uncut Gems.
1: Yes, I saw Uncut Gems. I loved Uncut Gems.
0: I haven't even gotten around to seeing it yet.
1: <laughs> you haven't? No. Uncut Gems? You should watch Uncut Gems. Um, I have a thought. I have a thought of Maybe how you I felt. It. Yeah. And I know it's just how I felt in the beginning mm-hmm. and then how I felt at the end of it. And then after I thought about it, I appreciated the movie a lot and I loved it. Cool.
0: Cool. Well, then I'm going to have to check that out. That'll be my next homework assignment. But one of the things that I noticed when that movie uh, first came out Mm -hmm. was that, you know, I I listened to a lot of sports talk and I listened to um, one guy in particular who was really big into sports betting. And what, in the the conversation that I would listen to him, he basically was talking about how there was a lot of inaccuracies as far as like um, how things would really play out. And I mean, sometimes you have to just uh, think, use your imagination with these and understand these are just movies. But I was wondering with chess, like, are there people out there that were like, hey, that wouldn't happen or this, you know, that's not right. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Like, Um, there's experts out there that are like kind of purists that will identify those little mistakes. But I feel like they probably did their homework. They did their, everything they needed to do to make sure that it was pretty accurate and pretty um basically was uh respectful to the art of the game
1: i think i i see what you're saying and i obviously i obviously don't know but it feels like it was very true and respectful of chess the game yeah uncut gems oh but you have to see it first i'm gonna see it yeah don't tell me we'll
0: talk about that we'll save that later but yeah
1: because I could agree or disagree with that person's view, depending. I have to, you have to watch it, Chris. It's kind of it
0: like, um. I don't know if you've seen that movie Draft Day. It's about the, like, the NFL draft. It's like, you know, I think it's got. Um,
1: draft Day.
0: What's his name? Famous actor in it. Um,
1: draft Day? Is it a newer or older movie?
0: Uh, it was a couple years ago. I can't believe I'm blanking uh, out on his I'm name.
1: look for it right now. Draft Day. Oh, Kevin Costner.
0: Yes, yes, Kevin Costner.
1: I have. Okay, that came out in
0: 2014. Well, um, you know, I thought it was a good movie. It was a really good movie, but it did have some things that were kind of unrealistic. So that's kind of like what I was wondering, like if there were people that you know were very familiar with chess that were like, "Hey, this is kind of unrealistic." But overall, I thought it was amazing. I loved everything about it. Um. The characters, the actors, the actress, the um, the everything was just so well
1: done. I really want you to watch Uncut Gems now. Okay, that's my whole to get obviously at what you think about it, because I think you'll enjoy it. But I really have a I have a question to his opinion. But I don't want to ask it yet. I don't think it will give anything away you know yeah, let's was, just say
0: we'll, we'll come back we'll come back to that we'll later because that's it. actually a pretty good conversation i didn't think that's something that we were going to actually talk about but yeah uncut that gems. one just that'll be cool we'll have the parking lot that and times. come back to it
1: actually during quarantine when we were um we were quarantining and we were watching movies over discord one of the first ones i suggested was uncut gems okay. i anyways is yeah watch it and then and then let me know what you think and then i can ask or you can revisit that same opinion for yourself also Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely watch that let's see another
0: thing um that i've been doing not just this past week but the past couple weeks is i've been watching a lot more rocket league Mm -hmm. and i've kind of gotten so it was i think two weeks ago they had um just randomly, I saw it was on TV. It was like this Rocket League Maui Invitational. I'm like, Maui Invitational? On TV? TV um, It was actually, so what it was, it was on ESPNU, which okay. is like the college ESPN. Mm-hmm. And the Maui Invitational was like a college sports type deal. Um, I think they have it more for like college basketball.
1: Basketball, they have a the tournament in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is
0: kind of like the equivalent. So these are college teams that were playing Rocket League. Um, and they weren't, you know, obviously in Maui, but the, yeah. um, I, that was the, the the theme of the show, of the, of the, of the tournament. So watching that, uh, it was really cool. And I didn't really have, you know, any expectations, mm-hmm. but it was cool. And it actually got me more excited to watch um, the RLCS. And I know the, the winter split was going on. And and I found that out because I was browsing DraftKings. I saw that there was like a a tournament that I could participate in, a certain Mm -hmm. matchup. And I was like, wow, so intrigued about it. So I went ahead and kind of deep dive that RLCS. And um, it's been been really cool. I've been learning so much, finding out about more players. I know when we talked in the past about doing um, like DraftKings or FanDuel and fantasy sports about how you really wanna know who these players are and um, who are the stronger players who are the players that you should try to use and going into this i didn't have any expectations on how i would do with my draft lineup because mm-hmm. i really i'm just scratching the surface of learning how this is is working but it got me motivated and excited to follow these players and these teams and i, I had a great time I, I didn't make any money but i didn't really lose i lost like like two bucks because I played a bunch of quarter games, but it was a lot of fun.
1: Wow. That's pretty awesome. Um, It was a lot of fun. So yesterday, was that yesterday? Yesterday, Obed, my housemate, he was watching in his room. I was honestly, I was playing 2K. I was trying to grind for my badges because I've been getting wrecked online. And I'm realizing that it's not the rating that's important. This is a tangent. I'm sorry. On 2K, when you play online, the badges are important, and you can only get badges by putting in time and leveling up. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, but I heard, um, I heard him start. I don't want to say screaming, but he was basically he's like yelling. He was shocked. Some 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 pretty cool plays were happening. He follows, RLCS. A good amount, I'd say, in his spare really? time. Yeah, he, he sits cool. and watches it. Um, And he plays... I introduced him to Rocket League, and he just ran with it. He plays a whole bunch. He's probably the highest ranked person I know.
0: Really? That's awesome, man. Yeah. Like, I've only started playing it a little bit, you know, when it became free. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, let's check it out. Let's see what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so funny because, I mean... You see these guys playing on TV or you're just on Twitch or whatever, and you see them doing these moves and these oh, like after air the dribbling and all this crazy stuff, and you think like, Oh, okay. And then you <laughs> at least for me, I get my hands on the controller the first time out, and I'm just like, What the hell?
1: You're just <laughs> the ball rolls by and you jump on accident and the ball just keeps rolling by. Um, so many wrong.
0: so many misses and so many I'm like, how come these games don't look like the games I've been seeing on the <laughs>
1: on but. TV? The nice thing about Rocket League is even when you're just starting out, it's immediately just a bunch of fun. Yeah. You're just having fun while you're being terrible. And that doesn't happen very often in games.
0: That's true. That you know what? That's true. Yeah. That yeah. has that aspect to it. Because I don't know. I think I I think right now Rocket League has gotta be probably one of my favorite esports now that I'm discovering. Um, more about this only because mm. i think it's a sport that's very comparable to traditional sports but it's something that you could never have in real life mm. and i think that aspect of it um, makes it a lot of fun
1: that's true because i've seen a couple of videos of like rocket league in real life and i'm like there's no way there's rocket league in real life <laughs> it's no a way. giant inflatable soccer ball and some little smart cards it's not the same thing. I yeah, close. you're not
0: doing flips and someone in would die
1: end. for sure. Yeah. Um <laughs> it oh that game is so you're right. So the other thing that makes I think makes uh RLCS easy to follow and watch. Each game's scheduled for only five minutes. So they're bite-sized mm-hmm. games too. In this whole yeah. series, you know, best of three, best of five, whatever. Um, but still each game is five minutes, so it doesn't drag out as long you know yeah it's it's easier to watch than 2k easier to watch than nfl um and even fifa actually
0: no i like it i love the tournament style and how like i've mentioned before i like how the games are kind of quick and you can kind of um get through them easily Mm -hmm. but the fact that you could have like a five game or seven game series or tournament in a matter of like an hour more or less like it's pretty dope
1: makes so, ex- tournament's easy to watch they have the games back to back um you can have a lot of favorite players for different reasons it's it's nice it is definitely nice
0: so some of the things that i've learned while diving into the uh, the rlcs is basically there's four regions there's north america there's europe there's south america and there's oceania and what i saw just last week was the uh, north america this was the north american tournament mm-hmm. if anybody is interested in checking that out i know you can find it on uh, youtube on the rocket league page but the best game well uh, basically it was the final game in the series it came down to um team envy versus energy NRG. NRG. and oh my god it was such an amazing amazing competition um, I'm not going to spoil it to anybody who wants to check it out. I mean, you probably already know the outcome. But um, by far the best, most exciting Rocket League play I've ever seen.
1: Really? hmm <clears throat> I'm about to find it. That sounds insane. Yeah. Actually, that might have been what my roommate was... Probably
0: because I was freaking so excited about it. Like, I, I And I don't want to spoil it because... In a seven game, because it, when it came down to the final tournament, it was seven games, best of seven. And um, it was just incredible. It was just okay. amazing.
1: Well, i got to check it out, or I'm going to ask him at least.
0: Ask him. I'll see if I can. Um, maybe I'll just send you the link, but I mean, it's just not hard to find. I think it's just on the Rocket League esports page. But I know they put a, out a lot of content. So, um, yeah, if I come across that, I'll just shoot it your way. But yeah man it was a lot of fun it was really cool um the players so when it came to DraftKings, kings it, it didn't give me a lot of variety like you would see in other for example on a sunday when you have nfl going you have like almost all the teams playing so you can participate with all the teams and players from all these teams um same with like a basketball game if there's you know 16 teams playing on a Saturday, you know, you get access to all those teams and all those players with this. It was a little bit different and it was a little bit interesting, but basically they only had um, a few teams to choose from. And the players from those teams, the teams that were available were uh, team rogue version one, E United G two. Well, cause I'll go ahead and go through the matchups. These were the competitions. Basically it was rogue versus uh, version one mm-hmm. e united versus g2 alpine esports versus ghost gaming and then the pittsburgh knights versus team envy so those were the players i had to choose from within those teams i ended up going with first killer in rogue uh gimmick in version one chicago and g2 and lion blaze at of ghost gaming mm-hmm. and uh that was actually my best lineup. I can't even remember how many points I got, but I didn't come away with any any wins there. But now that I'm becoming more familiar with these players and watching some of their matches, it's it's really freaking cool, man. I'm so in, how does, having a blast.
1: How does the scoring work? Is it based on how many points they get in game, not how much they score, I'm assuming? It it's really
0: weird. I don't have it down yet, like a hundred percent. Got it later. But here's here's basically, I mean, it's not just on the points. It's also, I think, uh, let me go back. I think you
1: might get points on like the touches. Yeah, because have... when you play a Rocket League match, you get an overall score. And then it shows you some major stats, like goals, saves, and all that. But it all contributes to an overall score. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering how... It's playing. very
0: similar to that and I'll have to look at that. I
1: mean I I don't It's like fantasy. I keep forgetting. Yeah. It's like I... fantasy football. There's there's I understand. I I understand how it might break down.
0: Yeah. What I'll not... do is I'll get that stuff together and we'll talk a little bit about that next week because yeah, um there's a, a new contest coming up. I actually saw that Rocket League is uh we got some new matches for the uh the EU coming up on Saturday. So what this one was, the North American one, it was a three-day competition. Mm-hmm. I think they're all probably three days, but the um, the European one is starting this week. That'll also be three days. And the contest that's available is for Saturday, which I think is, I think Saturday is day three. It's like the end. So anyways, as we get closer to that, I'm going to um, get more information around that so I can share that with you. But, um, you know, obviously in Europe, it's going to be different teams, uh, different players and uh and, and from what I'm hearing there's a lot of uh there's a lot of debate about you know Europe versus North America and you know whose teams are better. So we'll get into that later, but I'm having a blast learning about all this stuff.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah let's take a look at that next week. Um but I think the Rocket League eSports betting is kind of just getting started and still forming. So Mm -hmm. it's
0: all brand new when it comes to not just the betting but uh the daily fantasy and the different aspects of it so i'm excited to learn about it
1: yeah let's take a look at that next week let's try to
0: the other thing that happened this weekend was the the big boxing match mike tyson versus roy jones jr Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you had a chance to check that out but Um, I didn't watch it live. I I did see some clips, it seemed to be very entertaining. Um, I kind of wish I would have caught it live, but I had uh, other things going on. Um, but did you catch any clips or did you see anything about that?
1: Um, I didn't catch any clips of the Roy Jones Mike Tyson fight. I saw some (laughs) clips of the interview after, so I know that no one got knocked out. (laughs) Um, but I was, I mean, I was working, so I saw them. yeah, they were inter- interviewing together after a boxing match. So, and they were both holding a belt. So it felt very much as exhibition friendly match more than because you could tell there's really no. It didn't seem like there was any real bad blood between them.
0: No, yeah, the, um I mean, I saw a couple interviews leading up to the fight, and I know that uh, Mike Tyson was just getting the urge to get back in the ring and you know mm-hmm. throw hands and he was looking for a good competitor. Roy Jones Jr., you know, accepted the challenge and it seems to have been a success. I I think um I'm glad nobody got like seriously hurt because you know you got these older guys who have been through a lot of uh, a lot of fights in their years. But it was cool, man. I thought it was really entertaining. I mean from from the clips I saw, um Mike Tyson is looking like he is still got it. He's looking good, man.
1: I saw I saw clips of him training and mm-hmm. i honestly my opinion not my opinion my um first like thought was the way that he's training like i thought like roy jones was in trouble to be honest but yeah. i know roy jones has a whole boxing gym in like new mexico or somewhere in the desert and he is very active um but mike tyson when i saw him training looked like he was he could have stepped in against literally anybody yeah He's um, a killer. <laughs> okay. he's, he's a beast. He, he is the killer. You know what? That seeing them kind of interview together, you know what it reminds me of it makes me miss. Hmm. did you Did you ever play Fight night Fight Night. Fight Night. It's a boxing game by EA. They don't make them anymore, really.
0: Oh, I think I might have played
1: one of the earlier ones. Mm-hmm. You had, those were, you had to use a stick and move in a certain way to punch instead of just hitting the punch button yeah because it Um,
0: sounds very familiar and then when you mentioned it was a boxing game by ea i think i probably did play it early on
1: i think roy jones was on the cover but it makes me miss that and um that those were fun games and i think ufc has replaced fight night as ea's fighting game that's why we didn't really see it but Mm -hmm. Fight Night was a lot of fun it was like playstation 2 playstation 3 um but yeah seeing roy jones and mike tyson makes me miss those
0: yeah It was cool, dude. Um, And then there was the undercard match also with uh, Nate Robinson and Jake Paul. I don't know if you got any of those clips (laughs) or heard about that.
1: I definitely saw a clip. That
0: was actually probably the more, that made more news than the other fight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I saw a lot. And well, it made more news because dude was face down on the
0: camera. Oh, man. That was a bad, like, knockout, like, well, I guess it was a good knockout, <laughs> but not the way you want to get knocked out. I guess you never want to get
1: knocked out. But so he got knocked down, and I yeah, thought that was because I saw I saw I've only seen a thumbnail of him face down. Mm-hmm. So he got knocked down, um, and I was like, oh, I was like oh, I was like, oh yeah, he did get knocked down, and he got up right away. I was like, oh wait, no, what you know? Uh-huh. Um, it's we're pushing a narrative because he got right back up. He got back up. And he looked kind of like pissed that he got knocked down, and then like not ten seconds later, he got knocked out. Knocked out. And I, so knowing that he got knocked out, knocked out, and um, he has like a private group chat with some of his other NBA friends or whatever. His NBA friends were tweeting about it. They're like laughing, They're, like no, Nate, <laughs> no, like all this kind of stuff, right? It's just mm-hmm. like clowning your boy. Um, and so what I was thinking of when I saw the clip of him um, being knocked down, when he got back up, he looked pissed. He looked pissed because I was like, he's thinking about everyone roasting him getting knocked down right now. He's already knows he's going to hear it. And then he got knocked down. But what's cool is, you know, all uh, a lot of NBA people tweeted about it, kind of like teasing him or whatever. Um, someone in his group chat circle said that he still hopped in the group chat the same day he took it all on the chin everyone real sent him so i mean shout out to Nate robinson it just doesn't hurt his image because he was just trying to show that he's a one of the best overall athletes especially for his size i wouldn't say getting knocked out by someone larger with more reaches kind of determined makes you uh, yeah not as good i mean he was it.
0: talking some shit though i saw earlier
1: yeah i saw over like he
0: over the summer he was um uh i saw a clip from tmz and he was calling out jake paul talking is that shit. how
1: it got started yeah uh, i was wondering how that got started <laughs> i was like all right i guess he's gonna fight nate robinson
0: like it's weird but okay that's cool
1: oh well he asked
0: for it i guess <laughs> he really did
1: ask for it because nate robinson is 5'10". I don't know. Jake Paul's clearly taller. Well, anyways, he's still so, he's still so good in there. He took it and he didn't run away from it. So,
0: yeah, no doubt. Oh, and the other highlight from that fight was uh, uh, Snoop Dogg was commentating. He was like a <laughs> color commentator yeah. or something. Yeah. And I saw a little, you know, a couple of clips of him and his uh, broadcasting, and uh, it's super entertaining.
1: I, I thought it was kind of cool. It is, and I think what I think we'll start seeing is, first of all, Snoop 100% should commentate. It doesn't have to be every game, but we should be able to see him regularly as just somebody who, because he loves sports and knows a lot about sports, as someone who just pops in in a sport and starts guest commentating, boxing, you know, he could probably do soccer as well, football for sure, basketball, just every now and then, it'd be nice to see Snoop just commentate. But what I think we'll see more of is commentators with a more, not more looser, but like kind of a loose, a more of a loose style, um, because mm, I think people yeah. people enjoy genuine reactions.
0: Yeah, I think that's something I think that's changing in media in general. Mm-hmm. Like everything used to be so buttoned up and polished and so professional. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're watching anything on TV or radio, like there's like these standards, but I think with the internet and the evolution of YouTube, Twitch, other streaming services, and with COVID having people having to, you know, broadcast out of their houses and stuff, people are starting to just kind of loosen up a little bit and be able to accept, um, a less polished and more, I think, natural or authentic type, um, approach to things.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think it's I feel that I'm more likely to watch. Well, here's an example. So I'm a Sacramento Kings fan. Mm -hmm. And when the Kings are nationally televised very rarely now, but like years ago when they were more nationally televised, I would prefer the local broadcasts, not because I guess the kings are a little bit unique in the sense that their um broadcast team the people that talk on their color commentators are more neutral than most like they're they don't like you know they're not writing for the kings just because they broadcast yeah Mm -hmm. um so what i appreciate about watching it is that their reactions and their thoughts are more genuine and less cookie cutter when i watch compared to like when i used to watch on espn or even TNT years ago, before um, inside the NBA became really, 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 really big. Mm -hmm. I always preferred the local because of the authentic, more authentic feeling commentating. And so I think that is what I look for. And so I even, for basketball, I've seen it more, especially in the playoffs. Outside of bubble playoffs, last year's playoffs, ESPN, ABC, Uh, fell a little more a little bit more and i think we'll start seeing it over the years more and more will be kind of i'll call looser format yeah commentating and i look forward to it i think it's more natural it feels more welcoming to me in in a strange way
0: no i i agree because it feels like you're maybe like in the living room with these guys hanging out instead of like i guess more of like a work or professional environment yeah I don't know. But no, I thought um I I, I kind of go back and forth on whether I prefer the national broadcast or the local broadcast, uh, depending on just what's happening. Because I see it um a lot in baseball and basketball, you know, following either like the A's or the Warriors, but there's a lot of times, let's say, for example, the A's, right? Oakland A's. Um, not a lot of exposure, not a lot of people um, know about the players in the team, you know, because they don't they don't do a lot of winning. They don't get a lot of love. Right. Mm-hmm. So. For that, if I if I watch them play and they're being nationally broadcast and I check out like, um, uh, let's say ESPN or something, they don't really know the details about the players. Sometimes they can't even pronounce the player's name. <laughs> That's you know true. what I mean? And That's so they don't know the true. ins and outs. And so sometimes I can't stand that. And I'm like, you know what? I got to listen to my hometown guys. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna <clears> basically <throat> be able to tell me some of the nuance of the game, what's happening. And it's a little bit of a deeper conversation, while on the national broadcast, it's more surface level and kind of like
1: just mm.
0: basically kind of just kind of keeping the conversation going. Now, sometimes I flip it up, though, because... I want to see what are these, what is the national view of my team? Like, what are they thinking about? And maybe I want to hear it from a different perspective. So I kind of go back and forth um, with the warriors is different because they're a more popular team. People tend to know the players, although, I mean, the the roster has been changing up a bit, but um when it comes to, like, let's just say, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, those are household names. And so yeah, everybody kind of knows what's going on. But um, so I, I kind of appreciate both aspects of it. It just kind of has to – it just depends on my mood and what am I looking for.
1: Yeah, I think – oh, you know what? <clears throat> now that you mention it, I think you're right because back but when the Kings, the, the best overall Kings team, there was pages Stoyakovich, there was Hito Turkoglu, and these guys were – Fucking those names up nationally <laughs> like <laughs> they were not getting them right i think you're right and i hated playing like 2k when they wouldn't even get it close to pronouncing the name right <laughs> on the, in the game yeah so i think you're right because that 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 does take a part of it for sure
0: so funny man oh <laughs> other snoop Dogg news we talked about him uh broadcasting i know that i've also been kind of loosely following the Madden championship series uh, because I know they're trying to lead up to these uh, the top uh, tournament for Madden. Mm -hmm. But anyways, along with the Madden that I've been watching on YouTube, there's another show there that they got on uh, that same YouTube channel and it's featuring Derwin James and Derwin James. For those of you that don't know, he's a uh, NFL football safety for the Chargers. And um, he's a, you know, very talented football player. He had an injury earlier this year and is basically out for the season, but he's also one hell of a Madden gamer. Like he actually, I didn't realize this, but he won the Madden. uh, There's like a Madden 20 tournament of some sorts that he basically won. And now he's basically has like a, a weekly show on here where it's called derwin james versus the world and he's taking on different challengers anybody who wants to play him and it's a lot of celebrities and things and, and athletes mm-hmm. so snoop Dogg was on just this past week played against derwin james so snoop's doing everything this week
1: snoop knows the game and i watched you you sent me that that uh link and i watched that game and snoop knows his football well snoop loves football though he has doesn't, oh, he yeah. have like a like a I don't want to say minor league team because that's not the right word, but doesn't he have like a football team out in LA?
0: I don't know if he's still doing that because I know that when he was doing that, he actually had his son on the team. Uh Uh-huh. And um, too, I think. Yeah. So I don't know if he's still involved with that team, but I do know that his son is still playing. Like I think he's playing in college. Well, yeah.
1: He Snoop knows Uncle Snoop knows his football and other sports very well. Um. Yeah. yeah I mean he I'm terrible at Madden so I don't know how to read defense or anything Um, but he was that game against Derwin he was focused and he was trying to go for it he was into <laughs> it he was really into it I was kind of
0: I was rooting for him but I mean this guy I mean Derwin James he's tough man this guy he's incredible
1: he was he seemed yeah Darwin James seemed worried for a moment, but after he got that lead, he would just kind of relax. Yeah, yeah, he relaxed.
0: No doubt, man. But I mean, that's been a lot of fun stuff happening this week. I mean, we got constantly something going on. For me, though, I'm so happy that I'm finally starting to get a grasp of these, um, I guess, a better understanding of esports because we've talked about it before how things were kind of all over the map. And then Um, I really wanted to try to get a better understanding and grasp on things. In fact, one of the things that I just found out, I didn't even know as I was doing research, you know, after I watched that game of uh, NRG versus Envy, Mm -hmm. and I was looking at NRG, I didn't realize that the San Francisco Shock Overwatch team is an NRG team. And that was like, wow. Because I remember checking out San Francisco shock overwatch. And I didn't see anything link me back to NRG, but when I checked out NRG's page, they talked about their different <clears throat> teams, which um, that's optic, what was, optic Chicago is a NRG
1: team. That's what I was talking about last week. That's what I meant when I was talking about like companies that, that are going to like turn to be similar to big corporations where they're all, those teams are under that one company. So, like, there's technically one company makes all these cereals, that kind of thing. Mm, yeah. Like, what is it? Mills, General Mills. General Mills. Like all or... these different cereals, some you don't even realize. Yeah. Um, Same deal, because they may not have uh, energy in the name, but they're an energy team. Correct.
0: Yeah, that's like the parent company. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so interesting because that's the way that they're going to do it, which I think would be... I don't know if I would expect the same out of like guild Esports. Like I think everything would have the guild label on it, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm still learning so much about this stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun, dude. I'm like, it's been, it's been a blast. And I think um, I was thinking about it earlier about how it feels like um, a ball of yarn or something that I'm untangling. And I'm trying to really figure out like, Oh, this actually ties in here and Oh, this goes in this way. And Mm -hmm. now I'm, understanding it. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, you can't just love it, it
1: all at once. You have to do it one knot at a time or one piece
0: by piece to kind of like, okay, this fits here. I get it. I see what's going on. Exactly. So it's cool, dude.
1: Hey, one thing, one thing we didn't talk about was that um is really quick though. Uh AOC had another stream.
0: Ah, uh, yes, that's right. She did. That's right. And she actually did it with another guy. I got to look it up. This guy, he was, um, he's a politician in Canada.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: His name is. She played Among
1: Us again, which is cool.
0: Jagmeet Singh. Oh, I think it's pronounced Jugmeet. But basically this guy, he's like a, I think the equivalent to a Congress person in Canada so that was pretty cool. And I I got a chance to watch a little bit of it um, when it happened. And it was really awesome because they were playing among us. They were raising money for charity. And when I first started watching, I think they had about, I think it was like $30,000. Um, and then they got it from $30,000 to 40000 And then she was like, Gonna keep playing more if she got more money, and then it went to like sixty, and then things just started snowballing. It was pretty nuts. That's pretty exciting.
1: And then it ended up totaling what two hundred over two hundred thousand.
0: I believe, yeah, she raised over two hundred thousand dollars. So crazy. I think it was that that one night. I think I know it was over a hundred thousand that she finished, but she was like. Uh, she wasn't trying to do some twenty four hour stream, but she was just like, "Wow, thank you so much for all these donations. Like I said, okay, I'll play one more game. she kept she kept saying that one more game and then um finally, she had to call it quits. But wow, it's just the power of social media and and twitch, I think it's amazing.
1: AOC. so there's there's been some politicians that have really reached out to the youth and kind of gotten in touch. and I'll count who like, the first time, I guess it kind of felt that way. It might've been Bernie Sanders, but then who was the, who was the candidate? Andrew Yang.
0: Andrew Yang's been doing a lot okay. of good stuff.
1: Like yeah. him also, but it feels right now that no one has the same type of connection or reach that AOC does, especially through social media. And as this goes on, she's basically on trajectory to be president at this point point. Like if if the people had their choice, they would social media her all the way up into the White House if they could.
0: Dude, that's that could be the strategy, because this (sighs) ties perfectly with the conversation we're talking about. When you when you just mentioned how watching broadcasts and how things used to be and how things are getting a little bit more loose. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. This is the same thing. We're seeing it all in different areas of our culture. Politics. It used to be so polished buttoned up and so you know professional i think trump kind of uh took a sledgehammer to that because he's definitely the opposite of that Mm -hmm. but um in a different way i mean you can be authentic and you can be a man or woman of the people and serve the people and meet people where they want to be met all these young people out here on twitch like freaking millions of people Mm -hmm. and that was an untapped market. Nobody was trying to talk to these people, at least not talk to them there, yeah. you know? And so for her to do that, I think um, is a great strategy, not just for for her or her brand or whatever, but I think it's a way that, look, we got to get these young people involved in trying to make our country better one way or another, whatever it is. So I, I love it. I think it's great.
1: I, yeah, I think it's helping on two accounts. Obviously her for her career. The other account is... by being so in touch with the younger people yeah younger people are now more engaged with politics and so yeah
0: i wonder how many people did she actually motivate to get registered to vote and go vote Mm -hmm. you know like i don't think there's any way to um to uh dismiss or undermine like the impact she's having there
1: that's pretty shout out to aoc man that's pretty cool
0: yeah, she's doing what it, man. She's I mean, been
1: able to do and what she's going to do in the future.
0: The funny thing, too, is that with this success she's having, like anybody could do it. Anybody, any freaking politician can get out there and get on Twitch and start doing this. Like, you don't really need permission. And she just decided to do it. And, uh, you know, the, those that disagree with her are obviously hating. They're just hating on her for doing this. And I <laughs> uh, think she's doing what they can't do.
1: I think she's built for it. I no think doubt. She's built for it. And I think um, everything that happened in 2020, as far as like the virus and everything, I think it only amplified it and made it, it helped her grow faster. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's, you know, on a side insane.
0: note. Because I um, did a little bit more uh, diving into AOC and who she is after the first stream, I found out that um, she was very discouraged when she got into Congress. And she almost didn't run for re-election. She almost just dropped out because there was so much pressure and not enough support. And um, basically, everyone out just to watch her fail. Um, so shout out to her for you know sticking sticking to it you know staying in the game and um rising above it because now it's like she's like
1: she's she's definitely above it she's i would almost say a political superstar i've never Mm
0: -hmm. like that's so interesting because a lot of these a lot of the uh, i guess what you would call a political superstar are like people who became famous outside of politics and then jumped in like Donald Trump or uh Jesse Ventura, who oh yeah. Arnold he was a wrestler. Um yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Um Ronald Reagan was an actor. Oh really? So, yeah, he was an actor. So he was almost like um I don't know, he was he was an actor who ended up becoming I think the I think he was the governor of California. I don't know. Yeah. I, I gotta get my it. history, my political history in, in check. But long story short, all these people usually come from the outside and then they wanna get in. Her she's she got inside first and now she's making it big. Yeah. I don't know anyone else that <clears throat> did something like that.
1: It's crazy. Uh, nope. I don't think anyone, um, especially in her position because she's not in she's not in the White House.
0: No, I mean she's in Congress, but yeah, um but yeah, there's a lot of congress people. But can you name them? Mm, I can name my congressperson. I think
1: people <laughs> are more easily going to be able to name AOC versus their own a lot of their probably, own probably yeah. government. And that's she's just she's just as she's built for it, man. I don't know. She's a superstar. She's a political superstar. I'd Dude, like yeah,
0: she's she's a woman, she's young, she's Latina, she's yeah. <laughs> She's checking a lot of boxes right there. Yeah. She's and lying, she's cool. So like she's not, I
1: don't know. it's all of it. She she she's just, she has a lot of it. But not anyone can just do what she's doing, even if they try the same the same methods. It is because of her, it's because of the stands that she takes um mm-hmm. during those congressional meetings, all of that stuff.
0: She was talking on the stream and she mentioned um cuz somebody asked her if she played any other games and she said that she plays League of Legends. Wow. And they were like, "What? Really?" Well, like and and for me, I don't know very much about League of Legends at all. That's a that's one of those things that I got to start to to pick apart, but she was talking about like who she uses and like strategies and stuff. And I was like, what the oh, hell? So she
1: plays plays that's awesome. So she plays plays that's what I was like, I was
0: like oh, okay, yeah, yeah, she plays okay. But then she started speaking on it like, oh, okay. yeah, like excuse See,
1: that's me. Cool. That's cool. I'm happy ALC's doing it. It's really helping the future of politics actually. I
0: think so. You know what it is? is because I think there's been always a disconnect. When you think about politicians and government, <laughs> it kind of seems like it's somewhere else. It's like not here in my backyard. Or, and now they're over here playing games with you.
1: Or maybe she un- unreachable, maybe.
0: Yeah. It's just so far away.
1: But, man, she knows how to connect. Yeah. You can tweet at her. You can hop into her stream whenever she streams and talk to her. Other politicians, what you email... Somebody is sending a letter and yeah, you know? write a letter, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I no, that's
0: super that. cool. I love the way, you know what, overall, I mean, 2020 has been a crazy year, mm-hmm. but, and, and you know what, it's been a very devastating year on a lot of levels, but I mean, there's been a, some, there's been some good things that come out of it. Yeah. So we got to take so. the good. And I think that was definitely something good that came out of it because if it wasn't for coronavirus coming and making our lives change the way they are, I don't know if she would have turned to Twitch. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Who knows? And shout out to her team, because it definitely takes a... <clears throat> somebody, somebody suggested Twitch. Unless it was her.
0: Should no, have- I think it was... Um, there's another congresswoman who... I can't remember where she's out of. There's a few of these like new up and comers. I think there's like, I think one, I want to say like four of them that are together with AOC. They're called the squad. They call themselves the squad. Yeah. And so wow. (laughs) it was one of them that uh, recommended it. And so it's been cool, man. Cool. But that pretty much sums up what I've got for this week. I'm really excited to see what happens in the Europe uh, in the RLCS Europe. And, um, man, I can't wait to tell you more about what I learn and what I find.
1: Yeah, we'll take an eye on that. We'll figure out um, how the score, if we can figure out how the scoring works.
0: Yeah, we can. I looked at it, and I think it basically, I think it's it's like shots on goal, um, saves. Um, you might get more for epic saves. Uh, just... i th-
1: There's there's, a chart or something. There
0: is, there is, but the chart had some abbreviations. I also think, like, if you have uh, six shots on goal, then you get extra points, and so there's like different tiers. There's different things, but that might be something fun that I can actually break down for people that are interested. And so maybe I'll compile those notes and we'll talk about that next
1: week. Yeah, let's take a look and see if it's if it's show worthy. Besides that. If you have time, for sure, watch Uncut Gems.
0: I'll make it a point to, I'll watch it. um, I don't know if I'll get to it this week, but I'm definitely gonna get to it before the end of the year. I think it's like
1: two weeks or two hours.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. I don't have anything else, uh, anything else big that I'm watching. Actually, I need to catch up on Mandalorian. I'm behind on that one.
1: Uncut Gems is two hours. Okay, my coworker said that she is saving all her shows just in case we lock down. And I think that's a great idea. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Man, yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, Thanksgiving was just what a week ago, so I think if uh, I know a lot of people traveled, we'll see. I don't know, man. Let's hope. Let's hope it, this stuff isn't spreading uh, yeah. and we can get it under control.
1: We can only take this day by day, week by week, right? That's right, man. That's how we do it. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything well, else?
0: No, I think that's it, man. Um, but uh, yeah, just another another fantastic show in the books. Thank you, Rich. It's been
1: amazing. Yeah, that was fun. Um, those of you at home, thanks for joining us. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, email us at emammothpod at gmail.com. That's E-M-A-M-M-O-T-H-P-O-D at gmail.com um but until next time that's been mike i've been rich thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week